Live from our man caves in Virginia Beach, this is MLS Gone Wild, where Blem and Mike D bring you the latest news, rumors, analytics, predictions, and all things MLS and American soccer. Let's get it going, Blem. Hello and welcome to MLS Gone Wild, Season 3, Episode 9. This is your host, Blem. What's going on, listeners? Thank you again for joining us for another episode. This is Mike D. On this week's episode of MLS Gone Wild, we are joined by 2020 second team All-USL selection, USL Player of the Month in July 2020, Dynamo Theory Player of the Month in April, and one of the best success stories of this early 2021 MLS season. Our guest this week is Houston Dynamo winger Tyler Pasher. Tyler, welcome to MLS Gone Wild. Hey, guys. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, my guy. How are you doing tonight? Oh, can't complain, man. Just enjoying the night, relaxing, watching a movie, you know. You know how it goes. Good. You're not watching CCL? No, I'm not. <laughs> well, it's good that you're resting because you need to rest up that hip for your big uh, Texas Derby this weekend. That's right, dude. That's right. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. But Houston, we have liftoff. Mike D, let's get into it. All right. So, Tyler, in your eight seasons prior to signing with Houston Dynamo, you played with six different clubs in the States and abroad. Although you're only 27, you have experienced a lot in your soccer career thus far. We've interviewed homegrowns and players selected in the MLS Super Draft, but your path to the top level of American soccer is definitely unique. Tyler, if you would walk us through the path to pro dating back to your days training with Newcastle Academy. Uh, Well, I'll tell you, it's been quite a long journey. Definitely ups and downs like you wouldn't believe. But, you know, it was just kind of one of those where you're just kind of chasing the dream and going anywhere you have to go to chase it and to to get to the goals that you set for yourself and that I set for myself. So, you know, obviously starting off over in England, that's kind of what developed me in the kind of the system and style of player that I am and taught me a lot about the game and the foundation of the game. And, you know, just kind of going all over the world and learning new styles, you know, just continuing to educate myself as a player and understanding new systems, styles of play, you know, each, each country kind of has their own idea of how they identify themselves as, um, as, as, as soccer, as soccer players and soccer teams. So it's just, it's just been a roller coaster, man, you know, just looking for opportunity, chasing the dream and, you know, getting, being grateful enough to grab an opportunity here with the Houston Dynamo at the, at, at the end of it. And so now, so it's just starting the beginning, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. See. Just the beginning. Uh, but so, my only question that I had from what you just said there is, you know, you talked about a lot of different types of style of play. Um, what would you say is the biggest thing that you've learned from that early on experience? Um, are you referring to when I was in England? Yeah. So, yeah, when you were in England, you talked about a certain style of play versus when you went elsewhere. You know, what were, what were some of those differences that you learned from starting in England to going elsewhere? Well, if you, if you know the English game, and especially English Premier League, it's so directed, it's so fast-paced. And, you know, that's kind of how I see myself as a player. I'm a very direct, aggressive player. So England itself kind of developed me into that style of player. And then going to, and going to other countries, I kind of got a little bit of the, the taste of, you know, not being as direct and being more of a, a possession-based kind of player. And, you know, being more so of a tactician kind of player so each each country kind of gave me its own little flavor of what it of what it represents and it's kind of 
taught me a lot and kind of turned me into a, which I feel personally, uh, a more complete and all-rounded player and understanding of the game in many different aspects and different scenarios. Absolutely. You're a melting pot of the soccer culture. You've been a little bit of everywhere and you talked a little bit about the ups and downs. You did have a very high in 2017 where you were in MLS for Sporting Kansas City, but you played just 45 minutes before being loaned out to the USL affiliate Swope Park Rangers. At that point, did you think that you would find yourself back in MLS four seasons later? And did you take some motivation from that situation? Um. Honestly, probably when I left MLS, likely not. I can't honestly remember. I, it, was, it was one of those situations where I, I almost said, you know, may, maybe I'm not good enough to be up here. You know, it was, it was one of those where I hadn't really found my feet yet and my character and who I am and had my identity. And, you know, little do I know I needed, I needed to take that step backwards to make the two, two steps forward, you know. So it's just one of those situations where it taught me a lot and uh, really, really helped to mature me as a, as a player, mentally and, uh, and uh, physically, for sure. Would you say that was one of the most important moments in your career then? You know, getting kind of humbled for a second, saying, maybe I'm not ready for this, and then refocusing on the level that you were at and improving where you need to improve to get where you need to go, which is what you said. You know, you had goals that you set for yourself, and it sounds like goals you set for yourself are MLS and the pro ball game. Oh, for sure. 100%. It, it, again, it taught, it taught me a lot. And you can, either, you can either take it as a lesson and continue to work harder and try and get back, or you can take it as a, you know what, I'm not good enough and just hang it up. But I just, I, I chose the difficult route. I always like a challenge. That's the winning mentality. That's it, man. Well, you certainly looked motivated, you know, because last season with USL championship side, in 11, you scored 10 goals and recorded two assists in just 15 appearances and were named to the All-USL second team. So during your breakout 2020 season, did you know the Dynamo or other MLS teams were tracking you for potential move back to the MLS? Not really until around like mid-season. Uh, my agent called me about that the Dynamo was interested in, and was looking at me and following up with him. And it was one of those where they just continued to track me and follow me and they kept reaching out and you know, I'm, I'm not sure about any other teams, to be honest with you. He, my agent just kind of told me about that. And at the end of the season, I was presented with the opportunity to make the jump, and I just jumped all over it. You know, it was, it's, it was something like, it, like I told you before that I've been working for for so long, which I thought was unobtainable, you know, three years prior. And now I'm getting back potentially to the, to the stage. So I wanted to take full advantage of it. When you did get that call from your agent midseason when you are playing for Indy 11 saying, hey, the Houston Dynamo and Todd Ramos are interested in you coming to play for the Houston Dynamo, did that motivate you to even play harder, push yourself in training, push yourself in the matches, improve upon small things in your game that are going to look – that are going to translate to MLS? To be, to be bluntly honest, no. It, it was one of those things where, you know, you can kind of get caught up in the moment and not really focus on where you're at. So it was, it was something that, you know, I had in the back of my mind, but it was mainly just focusing on performing for my team and for myself and continuing to develop and, and just kind of seeing where, where things went day by day. But uh, yeah, it was more so, it was more so something that was in the back of my mind and I couldn't let myself get caught up in the moment. So with the progression of MLS right now, you know, with the affordable players, you know, domestic talents like yourself and USL, do you think MLS clubs need to be doing more scouting and, and signing from that league? 
I would definitely say so. You know, I think there's a lot of talented guys down there. You know, I've, I've played against a lot and, and, you know, there's guys putting up numbers like that as well. And, you know, every guy that's down there is grinding because they are all with having, the, they, they all have the same goal that I did. It was to get back here. So, you know, with that kind of motivation and that sort of grit and hunger to get back, you know, to me, it's like, why not, why not give a guy a shot? You know, he's willing to work his butt off and, and get here and, you know, he's going to put his best put forward and take advantage of it. I definitely feel like it's, it's a, it's a space that's been untouched um, for, uh, for obviously here in the U S but like example would be Mark Anthony K another one, you know, look at, look at him. He came from Louisville as well. And now he's a f- starter from one of the main players for LAFC and there, and there's quite a few others, you know, so it's definitely a, uh, it's definitely a platform to be looked at. Yeah, we just had the pleasure two weeks ago of having Eric Williamson on, who played for Timbers 2, and he was in the same boat. And, you know, now he's starring and featuring and starting just about every game for the Portland Timbers in, in CONCACAF Champions League and in league play. So right now in the natural – in the progression of MLS, we're seeing – you know, we're, we're now tapping into the Brazilian market with Brenner to Cincinnati for $13 million. And we're going out and getting all these South American guys for Buku money. And we have these more affordable guys that probably scale-wise can fit into a system just as well as some of these more expensive guys. So I believe we've slowly tapped into that market, into the USL, but they definitely need to do it more often. And we've already seen the, uh, the translation from USL to MLS with you. So well done so far, lad. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. So, like I just said, you were scouted and you were signed. Tyler, before we head into our ad, tell us what you were feeling when you found out you were getting another shot in Major League Soccer. It was it was definitely something that I was ready for. You know, like I said, the first time around, I don't think I was prepared and wasn't at the caliber I needed to be at. And this time around, it was it was, it was the right timing, you know, and it was, it was an opportunity where I'm going to take full advantage of it and leave nothing behind. Cause at the end of the day, you know, you've got nothing to lose going from USL to, to major league soccer. So why not take full advantage of it and give it all you have. And that's just the mentality that I have so far this year and going to continue to have throughout the year. Like I said, you got that winning mentality, man. Listeners, we're going to take a quick break from a word from our sponsors, Out of Time Outfitters. Stick around because after the break, we'll be discussing Tyler's hot start to the 2021 season, his style of play, and all thanks Houston Dynamo. We'll be back in 60 seconds. We all love the beautiful game. We spend countless hours watching, tweeting, discussing, playing, and talking about the sport. And we all have our favorite memories when our teams made history. Moments like Liverpool's miracle in Istanbul or Celtic's 2-1 triumph over arguably the best Barca side ever. Those moments that keep us coming back for more. But what if you could carry those moments with you all the time? At a Time Outfitters creates soccer-inspired wristbands to let you wear those memories on your wrist. Each reversible elastic design gives supporters of the beautiful game a unique way to rep their favorite team in any setting. With wristbands for your favorite teams from across Europe, the USA, and beyond, each added time design incorporates a 90-minute story from that famous match. Check out all 24 of Added Time Outfitters' current designs on the web at www.addedtime.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Added Time Outfitters. 
Welcome back to MLS Gun Wild, Season 3, Episode 9, featuring Houston Dynamo's Tyler Pasher. Head over to AdaTimeOutfitters.com for all your soccer-inspired wristbands and apparel. Use code GONEWILD, all one word, at checkout for 10% off your entire order. So, Tyler, as Blake had mentioned, through the first three weeks of MLS's 26th season, your success in the USL has translated to MLS. And in Dynamo's opening match for San Jose, you assisted the game-winning goal to Maxi Rudy. In your second game for Houston, you played, in a, you played a dangerous cross-in that led to a Timbers' own goal. And in your last match versus LASC, you scored your first-ever MLS goal to tie the match. How pleased are you with your early season success, and what did it mean to you to score your first-ever MLS goal? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the way I've come out. You know, it's just it's, – it's one of those where it was a hard preseason – there's a lot of talented guys on the roster and it's just one of those where I had to work hard and try and earn a spot. And, you know, I luckily and gratefully I did. And I, I just took full advantage of it. And, you know, I just wanted to express myself in the best way I could. And, you know, the, the assists and the goals, they just come along with the hard work, you know, and I'm, I'm hoping that that continues and we continue to have success as a team and, uh, and continue to win games and just keep moving forward. Definitely an answer from a guy that scored goals before. Very humble man. <laughs> but, but like, but like, give me something for the for the narrative of it. You know, you're a guy that's you know you've been with it like six different USL teams. You got a taste of MLS in 2017, and then you got humbled and sent back down to the USL. And then you come back in, you get an assist, you send in a ball that leads to an own goal, and then you open your account to get the game tying goal against LAFC. I mean, did it feel like you got a monkey off your back? Were you excited? Like, how did you feel? Oh, for sure, man. Like I felt the first two games, I definitely could have scored in both in both of them, and it was it was one of those where you know, it it, it does it does sit in the back of your mind that you haven't you haven't scored yet, and you kind of you kind of stress a tad bit that are you going to score, and you know it's just one of those where once you finally get that first one, the rest start rolling in. That's just how it goes as an as an attacker as a goal scorer. So you know, obviously I, I have a formula that's working, so I just kind of sit back and and. <laughs> and let things play out. But uh, yeah, of course, man, it's, I'm grateful to get my first goal because it helps get that, uh, like you said, monkey off your back and, and uh, start banging in more. Did anybody pick Tyler Pashto in golden boot in 2021? Because with that answer, it sounds like the floodgates are open, baby. And I'm about it. It's got to see it going once, right? I mean, not only that, but you were named Dynamo Theory Player of the Month for April after receiving 94% of the fan vote. I mean, instant fan favorite. Football fans can be harsh, and everything is bigger in Texas, as you're probably learning, if you didn't already know. So how cool is it to have the support from the Dynamo fans after just one month of being with the team? Oh, it's definitely awesome. You know, it, it gives you more motivation to continue to strive for success, you know, continue to perform and continue to, to do your best to win games for the team and for the city, man, and, and for the fans. So it's definitely, it's definitely been great motivation. So in your assist to Maxi Arruti against San Jose, you were playing on the left wing, and when you scored your goal against LAFC, which I was just super hyped about, you were playing more so on the right, but you did drift in inward. Tactically, why does Todd Ramos have you and Fafa Pico switch wings, and which side fits your style of play best? Tab gives us the freedom in, during the game to, uh, to decide on where we want to be, left wing, right wing. You know, he gives us that freedom to express ourselves, and, and wherever we're kind of finding and feeling our game, on the day, you know, maybe on a day that Fafa's feeling, you know what, I'm having success on the right. 
then I'll stay on the left or, or vice versa, you know? So we're starting to build, build a good relationship in regards to that. And it's just a matter of where we're feeling we're having success on the day. And, um, you know, at times you see me on the left, at times you see me on the right. And, you know, the past, the past two games, I've had quite a bit of success on the right-hand side. So it's just been kind of, and Fafa's obviously on the left-hand side assisting me for the, for the goals. So, you know, it's, it's, we're just continuing to learn how each other likes to play and, you know, we're just uh, helping each other out and helping each other strive and perform. Yeah. So it works both ways. You'd be on the left and it works. You'd be on the right as an inverted winger and it works as well. Cause your whip in services are chef's kiss. Beautiful to watch. But going back to your time with Indy 11, you were actually an outside back heading into the 2019 USL season. What qualities from that position have helped you most as you've transformed into an attacking winger? Well, for all young players, the, the most important job as a winger is being a defender because <laughs> you have to defend most of the time too, right? Like you don't have the ball all the time. So you have, to, you have to be a defender as well. You have to press. You have to win the ball back. You have to drop back into a block, and you have to defend. So getting the experience as, as a left back definitely gave me the understanding of where I need to be, how I need to defend, and how I tackle. So it's just, it definitely, it definitely helped me improve my game from a defensive standpoint, which obviously transitions into the attacking standpoint. Yeah, obviously we're super hyped about the offensive pieces, but you are a pretty good, not a pretty good, you are a really good two-way, uh, a winger, you know, you do your attacking part and you also get back on defense. You understand that because of your, your past experience playing outside back. But before Mike D goes, I'm going to rattle off, you know, in the offseason, Todd Ramos and company picked up Fafa Pico, Joe Corona, Maxi Rudy, Tim Parker, and Derek Jones. How, with all those veterans being surrounded around you, Maxi Rudy up top, Joe Corona in behind you, you know you got big Tim Parker all the way in the back. Has that, having all those veteran players around you, made your transition to MLS easier? Yeah, I would definitely say so. They're all amazing guys, man. They, they all have such awesome character. And they're so welcoming. And, you know, everybody, you know, again, I, I don't have much MLS experience. And, you know, all these guys that have been brought up, you know, 10, 150 games, Maxi, crap ton of games, whole bunch of goals, Fafa the same. You know, like those are guys that are giving me, you know, tips and pointers at times of where I need to be, what I could do here. And it's just helping me improve my game faster so that I can adapt and continue to evolve at the level here. So – Talking about the Houston Dynamo, in 2020, through their first seven games, they were winless. Um, so far this season, like Blake said, there's been some big acquisitions. And with these acquisitions and your early season results and the chemistry that you're starting to build, do you think the New Look Dynamo are a playoff contender in the Western Conference this year? 100%. Simple. Right to the point. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it not not being around the bush man 100%. that's it no i i mean they i mean they, you, you guys look good um definitely improved from last year again winning mentality but in order to get to the playoffs you got to focus on the next game next up for the houston dynamo is the texas derby against fc dallas this saturday at 3 30 p.m live on twitter since 2013 fc dallas leads the series with a record of 10 3 and 7 and they're coming off their first one of the year in which they beat the Timbers convincingly 4-1. to one. Has Maxie Rudy, who has been on the other side of the Sturvey, and the coaching staff made the importance of this match known? And what are your keys to winning the Texas Derby? Well, you know, every, every match we, we go into, we, 
we go in to win. And no matter who we're playing against, we prepare as best as we can to go in there and, and, and beat the beat the opposition. And of course it's big for it's big for the club, it's big for the city and the fans to to go in there go out there and have a strong performance. So you know we're just going in there with the same mentality we went in with all the games we've had so far. And it's it's going there to 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 press, work hard and win. But has Maxi has Maxi Rudy said anything? Like I, I've been on the opposite side of this rivalry. Like I want to beat these guys. Is that kind of energy in the locker room right now heading into this weekend? <laughs> I mean, we we just got back in today, and I mean, Maxi has a, some Spanish, some English. So I mean, it'd be tough for me to know because I can't speak any Spanish. So, <laughs> right. So we talked a little bit a bit about the club. So let's talk about country now. You've been. You haven't been named to the Canadian national team since 2015, but 2021 is loaded with opportunity. The Canadians men's national team will be participating in world cup qualifiers, gold cup and nations league. And with the current run of form you are now in, it would be hard for me to believe that you wouldn't be named to one of those rosters. Have you had any contact with head coach John Herdman regarding his plans for you this summer? No, I haven't. Uh, I've, like I said, like you've stated there, I've been out of the Canadian system for quite some time. And, you know, if, if I was to get a call, I'd be more than grateful to go. You know, it's always, it's always a blessing and an amazing opportunity to represent, to represent Canada. But at at the, at the current moment, you know, I'm just kind of focusing day by day on what's in front of me and the project here. And, you know, if that opportunity presents itself, then I'll be more than grateful to go. And if it, it doesn't, it doesn't. So you know, I'm just kind of continuing to work here and, you know, see what happens. Right. So where can you see this Canadian team going with the, with the likes of, you know, Jonathan Osorio, Alonzo Davies, Richie Luria, Mark Anthony Kay, you know, Brogiar, who's doing really well right now for club to foot um, with the talent emerging, you know, and the stars hitting their prime. And now where do you see this Canadian national team going with these competitions coming up? Canada has some crazy talent, man. Like their roster is full of amazing players, like guys that are making huge strides in Europe, MLS, all over the world. So, you know, it's amazing to see the the amount of talent coming through this pipeline. And, you know, I think I, I strongly believe that Canada has a great chance of succeeding in these upcoming tournaments and, you know, going, going far in these world, in the world cup qualifiers and everything, you know, so you know, I, I, I believe in our guys. I mean, I watch them, I follow them and, you know, I'm excited to see what, see what, what it brings for them and, and for the, for the country and the, and the team. Yeah. I'm excited to watch Canada from here on out and all three of those tournaments, qualifiers, gold cup and nations league. And Tyler, honestly, I hope that you're a part of it, but let me go back to club really quick. You know, you said that if you got that call from the Canadian men's national team, you would love to have, and you would accept that obviously who wouldn't, but it sounds like you've already reached one of your goals, which is getting back to the top tier of American soccer. Are there any other loftier goals than this? What's next for Tyler Pasher? What do you want to achieve by the time you're done playing soccer professionally? Well, I think everybody's, everybody's goal as any soccer player that wants to be professional is his goal is always to be in a World Cup. You know, that's, that's always oh, – if, if, if you're playing pro soccer and your goal is, never to, is not to be in a World Cup, I mean – I don't think you should be playing pro soccer. Let's be honest. You know, every kid's dream is to play in a world cup. So to me, you know, that is, that's definitely something that's, that's in my mind would be the next big goal for me. Cause obviously, you know, it's, it's not that far away and it, it's tangible. So it's something that um, again, if it, if it happens great, if it doesn't, it doesn't, but it's definitely something that would be at the top of my pecking order. 
Yeah, it's one step at a time for you. It's perform for Houston Dynamo, hopefully get a call up. It might not be to World Cup qualifiers. It could be to Gold Cup or Nations League. But, it, you know, you, you can't take the opportunity unless you get an opportunity. So whatever opportunity is thrown at you, Tyler, I hope you make the best of it. And I would love to see you represent Canada in the 2022 World Cup. But before we let you go, I have a question that we haven't asked a player in a really, really long time, probably before Mike D was even on the show. Our boy Dakota Rock used to be a co-host, and he's a soccer coach, and he's all about you know the coaching aspects of the game and what have you. But because your path to pro was so what, what we would consider unique, and there were ups and downs, trials and tribulations for you to get to this point where you are in Houston, what advice would you give to a kid that's coming up through the academy system or a kid that has aspirations to turn pro? The biggest, probably the biggest thing for me would be the believing in yourself. And, and the mental side of things. You know, there's, there's tons of players that I've seen with so much talent, but the hardest part that they just couldn't overcome was the mental side of things. It's just truly believing in yourself because, you know, you might get a coach that likes you, and then you might get a coach that doesn't like you. And it could, it could set you back. It could affect you mentally. And that's, you know, that's one of the hardest things that you have to overcome. And you're going to experience it no matter what. You're going to have coaches that like you and coaches that don't like you. So my biggest thing would be for, for young players is to just believe in yourself and continue to express yourself and, and just figure it out mentally, man. It's just, it's, it's a grind. It's not, it's not easy. You just have to go through it. It's just, it's, 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 it's trust in the process. Amen, brother. A true story of perseverance there and, you know, continuing to push through against all odds. So we're, we're happy to have you back in MLS. I, I wish you the best. And hopefully you continue to start for Houston Dynamo, despite Darwin Quintero coming back. Uh, but continue making a difference, man. And you're doing great things. Mike D, do you have any closing thoughts before we let Tyler go? No, I just want to say thanks so much, Tyler, for coming on. All right. And Tyler, thank you for joining us tonight. It has been an absolute pleasure. As they say in Houston, hold it down. We'll be watching. Sounds good, guys. I appreciate you having me. You guys take care. Absolutely. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to MLS Gone Wild Season 3, Episode 9, featuring Houston Dynamo's Tyler Pasher. Tune in Saturday at 3.30 p.m. live on Twitter to watch Tyler Pasher and the Dynamo take on their in-state rivals, FC Dallas. Enjoy all of the MLS action this weekend. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.